Crime is king. One cop is about to bite off more than he can chew. I give you scales of justice. Live from the Beach Bungalow. Beach Bungalow Live. I'm Nate. I'm Matt. And I'm and this is live from the beach bungalow we have a special a special presentation on live from the beach bungalow um the fine people at uh monster hands incorporated decided to bless us (laughs) with a live table reading of the initial screenplay for Mm -hmm. scales of justice amazing wow now matt matt how did we get access to this it's kind of cool like we talked about copyright law uh-huh. So I just did that. I just did copyright okay. law. Nice. So we're good. Yeah. That's a big score. That's a big yeah. score. Uh, um, no, I mean as as executive <clears throat> producers of the project and Pat you're the writer creator, mm-hmm. like it all came it all came together for today's script read. Now Nate is wearing a fedora. Yes. yes. Which is must be important. Kind of crazy. And um Pat you're in your usual attire, so that's yeah. good. You need to be well, comfortable. I need I need the the room for my brain to breathe, right? You know, because right. I I need my, I need my creative I need my creative space, you know, and yeah. I can't be creative if I have sleeves on. Amazing, amazing. So we actually we actually I, I took it upon myself to cast the characters in this screenplay. We can bring them in. We can bring some of them are already waiting in the waiting room to be brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we want, we can bring him in. So character number one, who's Clark, who's the main character is going to be played by Nate. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a specific casting from the creator of the play. Of the screen play. It, was, it was the only one that I really felt strongly about. Right. Mm-hmm. And Which I is, just, it's I just, just weird like... because of who the character is. Yeah, it feels like an insult. I haven't read the script yet, so I don't know what uh, is going on. But so I, it feels I, I, like if I had to assume it's an insult. No, I, I want to make a couple things clear. Yeah, there. The, I I played no games with, mm. with this screenplay. Number okay. one, no games were played. No, I, there's no like hidden language or like I'm gonna get Nate. Uh, I don't know what do we Nate fight about. I'm gonna get Nate to admit I'm a good dad. Like that's not in the script. I didn't do anything like that. Right. Okay. okay. So, so I just... should I uh, should I should I read the character description? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. As we so introduce Nate, him, go ahead. Nate is going to play Clark Morrissey, who's a forty-five-year-old divorced, down-on-his-luck detective with more vices than hair follicles. Mm. That's why I have to wear a fedora. Yeah. Right. So and, uh, I just feel and like that's obviously can, not about can... real me because I have great hair. Beautiful right. hair. Beautiful. So hair. now. Should we start getting the rest of the crew members, cast members in here? Are yeah, we gonna, Nate, or who are you guys? Are you not? 
Pat is going to act as the director for the evening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I figured I would do stage direction. Yeah, I'm just sort of like here for notes. Yeah, here for notes, and you know, I want my character to be played not the, maybe not the way that I imagined them. Right. I want everyone to have a take on this, you know. Yeah. But I, but like, need everyone's like Nate. You can't be Nate and Clark. Mm-hmm. They're two Clark. different. They're two different people. Clearly. Okay, so we're so we're gonna get very pretentious, artsy Pat. Well, I mean, it is art, and that's okay. No, but yeah. that's okay. So our number two is Anderson Scales Ford. Now mm-hmm. Scales, the titular Scales, and resident <laughs> reptile for Precinct 403 has recently returned back to field work. And we'll bring in Scales. So playing Scales will be <laughs> Zach. Perfect. Haskins, uh, formerly of the Bizarro World Bung. And look, coming, he's coming character. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like oh, a, he's, he's, he's dressed like an alligator. I love it. Just like a reptile. And so just yeah, like alligator can't talk. Yep. Well, I I I do want to be clear that the that um, scales is <laughs> scales is uh, anthropomorphized. Yeah. So yeah. he he does have human qualities, but I, I don't want to mince words. He is right. He's yeah. an alligator. Just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how I understood the role. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have our Anderson Scales, Nate playing Clark Morrissey, and then we've got Frank Cap Tannenbaum. Frank Cap Tannenbaum is the captain of the precinct. He's done with all this bullshit. He is retiring next year, and he pities Clark but needs more from him. He's very oh. gruff. So we'll bring in the shit. captain now. Who could it be? It could be anybody. <laughs> Could be anybody. <laughs> it could even be Robert De Niro. God, I hope it's Robert De Niro. Oh my God! No way! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! It is Robert De Niro. This is better than Robert De Niro. This is way better. What a what a get! Oh, this is a big like dream casting. Yeah. Hey, hey Matt, seriously, can we afford this? We got one take. My yeah. boys, look at him. Hey, all right, Cap, aka Papa. How's it going? You're gonna make me read? Yeah. Oh yeah. A little bit. I I I don't know if there's another person who could bring this sort of gravitas <laughs> as as Papa's going to. We'll see about that. He's already in. He's in. He's in character. Method acting. He is sick of this it. shit. So yeah, the script's... absolutely done with it. How many people all together? <clears throat> I think there's six of us all together. Yeah. Okay. So we're waiting for one more. Uh, okay, so oh, seven well, of us all together. Seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, so your script was delivered to you via email. I don't know if you've received it. I've already. Please remembered. do not. Please do not read ahead. Do not read ahead. Uh, okay, so we have the next casting is Todd Hamden, fellow detective, dickhead, cocky, young, up and coming. Obviously, there's only one dickhead <laughs> that we all know and love. Um, and that is going to eventually be... Oh, no, he's just come in as his own... He's in as character. Tom. That's, no, he's coming as someone else. He's coming he's, as Tom Hammond. <laughs> Tom Hammond. <laughs> Not to be confused with John Hammond. Nope. Of Jurassic Park. <laughs> all right, well, while we're waiting for Tom... 
Well, Todd. It is Todd. Or Todd. Todd yeah. to join us. Uh, Todd did mention to me that he wanted to get on so he could work out some audio issues. These are obviously well, the audio issues. Maybe you know, we can also present. work out the getting the character's name right issue, too. That might be good. <laughs> Presenting themselves. Hopefully he can hear us. But we'll bring in our femme fatale, which is Ooh. Madeline Burka's, the prototypical competent woman character who bails out the men when they are dumb, smart Ooh. detective, not involved in field work. And for that, we've got Chris Flippo. Yeah. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay, it sounds good. Sounds all right. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Okay, good, good. You sound much better than Tom Hammond, who can't seem to get his audio to work. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Flippo had a sexy voice like this. Oh, oh man, you met him, didn't you? Yeah, but I was, you couldn't hear him over the lobster cracking the, uh, <laughs> the clam bake. Tom, Tom Hammond, hello. Nope, still no Tom. So we'll okay. have to bring in our last actor who's playing Corey Feldman. Name is a coincidence, no relation, Todd's partner and fluff man. And that is Chris Costa. Perfect. Absolutely flawless. Yeah, so quite the squad. Fantastic casting. Well <laughs> done. I can't wait for the rap party. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get lit. We blew the whole budget on the Frank Tannenbaum well, casting. So it's yeah. Well, you got to have some sort of established actor in there, you know. Right. He's sort of like how they used to get John Travolta to just have a cameo in a bunch of movies. <laughs> yeah. Our so Chevy Chase and Community. In it. It's all Danny DeVito and Always Sunny. Yeah. No, you get the money. You get their money back in box office. Is for itself. How how long are we going to give Tom before we recast? Well, and and is Chris Costa in here or what's his Great deal? question. Hi. Oh, okay. yep. Oh, sounded like the real fluff man that he is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, that could be anybody. Uh, Tom, Should I be playing my role already? Is that what I No. Think? You can No, you're okay. Did you get the script? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Ooh. Okay, don't read God damn, don't read ahead. <laughs> There's one um, rule. Costa, what do you I, think of the I ending? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So well, Tannenbaum has stormed off the set. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen at some point. Tom Hammond um, has just texted so me and said, "My shit is slow." We, so. we noticed. He um, asked if we could see him. Well, God, no, no, we can't. If I close my eyes and picture him, I can. Yeah. So when I decided to troll Matt to write that to write this this project, which is the only reason why I started this. Hmm. Um, I came into this with expectations of writing a movie, which at the time I thought would be much, much easier. Hmm. The thing about movies, guys, and I don't know if you knew this, but they tend to be very long pieces hmm. of art, um, sometimes stretching over 60 minutes. And right. I found it hard to write that much material, um, as you guys will see as, as we go through the script. Um, so what I pivoted to smartly, maybe geniusly, is I pivoted to writing the pilot for Scales of Justice. Mm. This is obviously uh, brought on by my love of alligators. And I, I don't know. I think that an alligator is just a re very, very pure fit in a right. police dramedy, mm. you know? Mm. the okay. I, I would say some of the things, and um, I assume that, that Flippo, have you written a screenplay? Like, have you I done have. this before, for real? He's done so, a feature he, twice. It's a, it's a lot of pages, too many pages. 
lot of pages, a lot of typing in there, a lot of words. Yeah, right. And my thing is like, I'm sort of just a like a sexy idea guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, I'll just yell stuff, and someone else will do the work for me. That's kind of like my my whole thing. Yeah. So when when presented with this opportunity to do something that actually required me to do something, right. it just took a lot out of me, you know. Spoken like so, a true artist, just right. rambling, <laughs> rambling on. Exactly. So. You know, it, it. I'm excited to do this. I think it's going to be great. A few things that I'm not looking for. Mm. Feedback yeah. on my use of their or your or mm. my dyslexia or my run-on sentences or my, the fact that there are none, the fact that uh, there may be some weird punctuation, mm-hmm. misspellings, anything like that. Just assume it's on purpose. You right. Know? It's stylistic um, choice. Also, like I explained to Nate before everybody else got on air, you and your character are different people mm. and embrace that. Right. Be somebody different. You know, I like, mean, like, Nate has a fedora, so he's right. already has a fedora. Totally different. How yeah. often does that happen? Right. Zach, are you reaching off screen to get a fedora? Because if so, that's a oh, that's unbelievable. That's, that's perfect. Why do you have that within arm's reach? Always Flip, have within Flippo's arms looking reach. around his room for an accessory. <laughs> I can't like, a drop of wig. <laughs> we <laughs> always have <laughs> reach too. <laughs> uh yeah so um yeah so everyone's got the script we're I waiting do have on... some questions without reading ahead i just wanted some like okay. direction from mm. the director uh, let's uh, use this to get a little bit more clarity on that if anybody has any general questions i'll see if i'm willing to answer it right yeah. so i i wasn't sure what uh like what rating does this show have like is this like that's a great sort of that's deal, a great question is this like an eight o'clock like wednesday night sort of it's a great question isn't theater. it because yeah, rated, rated chief or gator um the the problem with mm. writing things is shows and movies tend to have a tone right mm. and a consistent mm. tone usually when they're good i found right. it very hard to keep on on subject um, yeah as as i do well that's so, your add for sure right that's my add for sure um so you're gonna feel this dyslexia you're going to feel this project start to pull in a few different directions. Um, and <laughs> I think we all need up. to understand that this is maybe like a Netflix show or <laughs> somewhere <laughs> where like things can get a little crazy, you know? Okay. All right. Like, you, all right. like, you know, those Netflix shows that come out for two episodes and then they're canceled. Yeah. No, that's not really. Arrested that's my dream. That's yeah. my dream for this. <laughs> yeah. Did you get canceled? Or... Yeah. Now, well, are there fluffers for <laughs> the full frontal scenes? Uh, don't take your dick out. Okay. Yeah, that's rule number one. Don't take your so dick out. Standards. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Papa. Papa, <laughs> we like... need a stunt dick for the for the sex scene. Could you stand in? Maybe we can just. I don't know if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough capacity on the screen. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need a bigger camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll find something. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody, anybody else have any questions anybody about got a their dick <laughs> Flip, Flip, do you want to talk about what it's like to write a full feature-length screenplay? Like, could you do it in 21 days? Could I do it in 21 days? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. If I'm if I'm working, probably not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if well, you, um, the, you were motivated you book? by trolling Matt? That's true. Good, good question. Oh. That is good motivation. Right. I could probably do it then. <laughs> It would not probably be good, but I would do it. Well, yeah, and that's well, the standard we've set here. The good, the good part is like 
tough, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, didn't what say how to write a good screenplay in 21 days. It, it, it doesn't. Let me double check. Yeah. No, just, it just get says, it done. Yeah, just get it done. Is this an episode of Bungle? Like, do we do like a cold open and everything? Or are we just diving straight in? This is it. We're in it. We're in it. Oh, we're, no, in. we're in it. We're oh, in my it. gosh. A cold-blooded open. Yeah, no, we're oh, in nice. it. We're in it right now. Oh, this is the ep- Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Wait, does it. the episode ever stop? Well, mm. when the script's done. Yeah. Wait. How long is this going to be? Great question. These are Why'd all great questions. Uh, I, I'm going to pass these questions over to the producer, Matt. And uh... <laughs> Okay, well, the script is like 20 pages long, which usually means 20 minutes. But Pat, Pat might interject with a few various comments along the way. We're not really sure. Now, it be like, uh, like areas where I say cut, cut, and then we got to kind of regroup or we just, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I, it's free wheeling. So, yeah. I assume one of you is going to fuck up your character to no end. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, there'll be some cuts in there. Um, yeah. all right, I, I, we might have to call it on Todd. We might have to recast Todd. Okay. Well, that. Todd, Todd mm-hmm. has been trying to get into the room. There's I... three Todds. Oh. Oh. Yep. Okay. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Todd's, and Todd is Nick now. Hey Nick. Hey, I don't know yet. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. No what? shit. All right. Let me try to get it on my AirPods, and we might be in fucking business, boys. All right. He's in a closet. That's amazing. Yeah. I yep. already hate Todd. Okay. Uh, he's a method good. actor. <laughs> yeah. Extremely. Oh, fuck, extremely. Both hate of them go. Yeah. Um, the other I, ones. I, uh, I, just... I do want to give uh, give Nick credit for continuing to be the Nate on the Bizarro uh, Bungverse and just being incredibly <laughs> hateable right away. Yeah. Hey, hey, fuck you, man. I'll never be Nate. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, we're already in the episode, so everything you're saying right now is going to be on the episode. Yeah, man. You don't think I already know that? Okay. Mm. Sure. I'm always in character, baby. I didn't hmm. know. See, I was that's what I was asking. I was saying, does the bung ever end? Are you guys always in character? Because I when I see Pat, he's always like the angry, mean, uh, like self-centered man that he oh is on the bung. So I thought right. seems seems accusatory. Yeah. No, that was a lot of words. A lot of words are thrown out. Kind, I thought. A lot of big words. What do we a lot of mean? Big, a lot of big words. <laughs> Pat doesn't like words. Let's go easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You want to make me angry? Short screenplay. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. I think we can. I think we can get one. Okay. Does everyone have their script? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is Scales of Justice, Season One, Episode One, Pilot. Inside police station, mid morning. The station bustles with the sounds of phones, keyboard strokes, and idle radio chatter. Detective Clark Morrissey, mid-40s, slightly disheveled and husky, already grumbling, enters into the bullpen, nursing a luke-cold coffee out of a world's best detective ceramic mug. Morrissey is frozen in his tracks as he enters and sees a seven-foot alligator in a trench coat and bowler hat sitting at his desk flipping through his personnel file anderson scales ford looks up to see morrissey staring from the doorway and flashes a smile morning clark uh seething clark spikes his coffee into a nearby trash bin splashing coffee across the office he points at scales fuck no not a chance suit yourself 
Chief ain't gonna be happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this will be a long 20 pages. <laughs> I assume that's how the character voice is supposed to be read. That's just the vibe I got from him. I, I'm loving it. Keep it rolling. Okay. Clark storms across the bullpen into the police chief's office and slams the door behind him. After Clark exits, so we're still in the same scene, Scales feels a tap on his shoulder. He turns to see Detective Madley Burkus. He, he's really not as bad as he seems, even if he's a dickhead sometimes. He seems like a real peach. Name's Anderson, by the way. <laughs> they exchange a scaly handshake. If you need anything, I'm always a radio away. And I always have lotion on my desk just in case you want to soften up those hands. <laughs> and seriously, cut Clark some slack. He'll grow on you. Todd, on the other hand, don't even try. I appreciate the heads up. I'll try to do better about the hands. Both stop their conversation after the sound of yelling can be heard through Cap's office walls. Interior Cap's office. At the desk, <laughs> at the desk sits Franco Tannenbaum, late fifties, salt and pepper hair, mustache thicker than peanut butter you left in your car during a cold winter's night. He's unfazed by Clark's aggressive entry. Clearly, this isn't a first. You want a cup of tea, Clark? Clark scoffs, <laughs> motions at the alligator sitting at his desk. You've got to be yanking my chain here. I have been working it by myself. For seven years, and for seven years, you've been trying to play matchmaker, trying to get me a partner with any reject HQ sends up from Poughkeepsie. Got that. Any reject you send from up from Poughkeepsie. And now this? That thing has no business being in a police station. You have been in a downward spiral since you lost Marcus. Do not bring him into this. Nice. Still hurting. And if you're being honest, it's starting to affect your job. How many cases did you shoot? Did you close last month? None. Do you know how many did Todd and Corey closed? Two hundred. That's more than you've closed this year, Clark. So if you want to stop being a smart ass, let me explain it. I'll tell you why this is fucking good for you. Clark crosses his arms and takes a seat. Anderson has everything to prove after his little accident in the Bronx. And you need a goddamn jump start clock. Maybe he provides you with a spark, or better yet, you two get get each other killed, and I take care of two problems at once. Either way, I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. So I'm stuck with this squam SOB? <laughs> well, the other options are you quit or go to therapy. So I'd say he's stuck with you. Now you get the hell out of my office, take scales out to breakfast, make nice, and figure out how you're going to fix your performance. Clark, defeated, exits Cap's office, closing the door behind him. Scales is leaning up against his desk, hands in his coat pockets. Cap, give you what you want? Can Elizabeth grab my cruiser keys and meet me downstairs at five? (laughs) (laughs) I, I I think that's an awesome point to to pause for just a second. Awesome job, awesome read. I'm loving the character choices, loving the voice choices. You guys are knocking it out of the park. Mm. Cap, perfect, perfect. <laughs> exactly how I pictured him. 
Exactly. Mm. Nailing everything. Nate, you're bringing oh, well. a certain sadness to the role that I'm loving. <laughs> and, and Zach, the, the, again, the voice choice is just impeccable. Thank you. Clark starts towards the door, but stops as he hears someone yell his name. Clark! Hey, Clark! <laughs> New handbag cap got you. Maybe now you can solve the mystery of who ate Captain Hook. <laughs> Clark turns to see fellow detectives. Todd Hamden, young, cocky, up-and-comer. Tall, skinny, pale, and his partner, Corey Feldman, no relation, mid 30s, five foot three, short, soup stained shirt, t- at 10 a.m. somehow. <laughs> Corey. Yeah, a pair of alligator skin shoes to match. <laughs> but why are all these people like weird 90s Batman? No, movies? I love it. I love it. Keep okay. it rolling. This is, this is jazz. This is great. Todd slaps Corey's chest and gives him a what was that look, not appreciating his joke. You know, Corey, sometimes I wonder what you would do if you ever ran out of space on Todd's ass to kiss. Uh, yeah, run out of space on his ass, I will. Run your ass into space, you fuck. Mm. Corey, shut the fuck up. Listen, clock. all we're saying is it's nice to see you out with a new partner. What zoo did they break him out of? <laughs> You got him. Clark begins to walk away. This one a little better than you did, Marcus. Clark whips around and starts marching towards Todd, but is intercepted by Scales. Whoa, whoa! Come on, let's get let's let's go. This isn't gonna help anyone. Hmm. Scales holds back Clark and ushers him towards the door. Oh, have fun, you two! Try to clean up those alligator tears. Scales and Clark leave the station as the sounds of Todd and Corey laughing fade. As they exit the station and approach the squad car, Clark turns to Scales and gets in his face. I have that handled, you know! If I think I need your big green ass to back me up, I'll ask for it. You got it? Yeah, seems like you and everything under control, especially your temper. And hey, you can't see my ass behind my big tail. Hey, no ad living. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, hey uh, come on. This isn't fucking improv hour, all right? <laughs> What's your deal, huh? You think you're going to walk in here and what, fix me? There's nothing to fix, pal. Well, that's clear to see. Answer this question, Barney. Is it you think that this is some great opportunity for you or what? We're going to solve this fucking John Benet Ramsey murder together or something? The what? <laughs> You want to go figure out who D.B. Cooper is? This was the only detail HQ would put me on. Everything else was paperwork. Or toll monitor. Or a goddamn traffic cop. Apparently being your partner is the worst police job in all of New York. Go figure. Because of you what did? Because of what you did, those pieces of shit from West Farms? Rather not talk about it. Well, too bad. Clark gets in his cruiser and rolls down the window. Because we're partners, and we don't hide nothing from each other. And shoot, it might end up being the only reason I like you. Get in. He's now Southern. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was a switch there, Nate. Outside. You wrote shoot. I didn't write shoot. <laughs> shoot. Shoot oh, is not shoot. like a Southern. It's not. Oh, and shoot, dying it. 
<laughs> okay, outside, busy New York City street in the Bronx. We rejoin our duo as they park outside of a bar called Angel's Cafe. Or Angle's Cafe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the jury's still out. Okay. Ford Cap said you were taking me to breakfast as an apology. It's five o'clock somewhere. Clark shuts off the cruiser and they both head into the cafe to get at the seat a seat at the bar. A bartender wastes no so time seeing to the pair. Well, it be, gentlemen. Whiskey, double. Water, please, from the Everglades. <laughs> All out. I'll take a... Scale tries to look at the selection of soft drinks and sees a rat scurry across the floor behind the bar. Nothing. I forgot I drank already. Had some beer on my drive-in today. Bartender says nothing. Unless the bartender wants to ad-lib something. Ooh, okay. Hmm? Bartender, what do you say? Okay, bartender okay. says nothing. Bartender <laughs> says nothing. Okay. Speechless. No, I... I... I like I like the character I like the character choice. Yeah. Can, <laughs> Matt, can we, Matt, I'm, actually, Matt, can we add a note on there? Uh, camera follows bartender as he silently contemplates his own mortality in the mirror. <laughs> yes. Uh, bartender says nothing. Turns and pours Clark's drink, brings it back to him, and proceeds to pretend to clean the same glass he was cleaning when the pair walked in. So take me through what happens that got you put on desk duty with all the spicy details. Do we have to do this? I really don't see why it's relevant. Listen, I'm stuck with you, apparently. So how do I know I'm safe? What if you flip the switch and suddenly I'm on the menu? I'm shaking in my boots over here. <laughs> Fine. Scales looks into the midground as his eyes go blank. His yeah, eyes this, this, is, blank. this is really heavy, Zach. I want, I want some weight to this. It was a rainy night, and I had just gotten off my shift. I'd been on the force for about two months. <laughs> Flashback begins. Outside, a dark New York street steam rises from the sewers as Detective Scales makes his way home from a shift. Rain <laughs> doesn't bother him much as it soaks his trench coat and hat. About 50 yards down the street, he can make out some muffled screaming and a commotion. Half a football field, if you will. And that was all one sentence. <laughs> no period at the end. Of I actually, I want to, I want to add a, a, a screenwriter's note here. I don't have Microsoft Word, so all of this was written on uh, WordPad. So all the spacing and everything I had to manually do myself. Mm. So just throwing that out there. Mm. <clears throat> okay, scales trying to justify what happened next. Anyone with a soul couldn't have just walk away from that. So I did what I do best. I investigated it. He waves to the bartender. I'll take a whiskey double as well. <laughs> Fresh me there too, guy. Scales downs his whiskey like a sinkhole, swallows a Ford Focus, and then returns to his story. <laughs> I saw one guy holding a knife to some poor girl's throat as the other looked through her purse. And I yelled, freeze. Scales parentheses, takes a moment to sarcastically <laughs> chuckle at how dumb that was. <laughs> Who am I? Fucking Kojak? 
They forgot to tell you in the police academy when some no-name thug hears a cop yell while they have a knife to someone's throat, it tends to startle them. In his rush to get away from me, he cut that girl open right in front of me and ran. There's that gravitas. Scales yeah. takes a moment to gather himself. When I caught up with one of them, I couldn't stop myself. I sunk my teeth, a gum, so deep into him, my mom <laughs> fell in it and it and I didn't stop till he stopped screaming. Two months on the force, and I hadn't had proven anyone who thought it was a bad idea to give an alligator a badge right. What a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> and I let the other guy get away. Scales waves the bartender over for another round and quickly finishes his drink. Hey, I'll be vicious. Claim police brutality called me an animal. And they wanted my head. If not my head, at least my job. But the union, thank God for them, sent me to the mailroom until things cooled off and I've been there ever since until now. Scales looks around and settles on locking eyes with Clark. I should have stayed in the mailroom. So you lost your cool on some low-life thug who robbed and killed some poor woman in front of you. And you're the vicious animal? <laughs> I Clark can't say I would have done the same thing you did. Clark points at his teeth. I don't think these would have gotten the job done like yours. But shit, <laughs> it would have been hard to resist some street justice if I saw that. And I could be frank for a minute. God, in Cap's voice. Now I have to do Clark doing Cap. You're a goddamn cop. Skills and I think the partnership might just work out. Just don't go and walk a while on me. Yeah, that was good. That was great. Perfect. Nailed it. So I, I think, a <laughs> quick note, uh, Flippo, maybe you can comment on this. Uh, okay. Or Matt. Or Matt. Right, Flip. I had written myself into a corner with him tearing apart some thug, and I needed an excuse for him to not actually be fired for that and arrested and put in jail so i kind of threw unions under the bus uh i am not anti-union unions are great just want to mm. clarify that just needed a convenient way to get out of that jam not what the script for myself says. so are you asking for for script advice from flip well, like i just want to see advice i want to see if flip ever wrote himself <laughs> into a fucking corner like that this specific situation i have not <laughs> uh this is a new one it's real interesting so, that such a strong anti-union take came out right um, after the the uh, the, right the strike right. ended. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just I find... like part of his arc at the end of like Ooh. for the end of the season, he okay. becomes very pro-union. Oh, hey, I yeah. like this. I mean, it's not just one episode we're doing. We're doing we're That's doing right. a season. Yeah, we got to do twenty-five episodes. Yeah. So <laughs> this actually gives him a good you know places to go starting point. Mm. Nice. Right. Right. He falls in love with uh one of the like the union leader. Oh doesn't yeah. know well, she... beforehand, you know, and then finds out she's a union leader after. Oh, forbidden yeah. fruit. I love it. Yeah. And so right. they make it work. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Those crazy kids. You can't bet beautiful. against them. Yeah. But the union leader's daughter was the one who got Whoa. killed <gasps> in that accident. Oh boy. So... I thought we weren't supposed to read ahead. Oh, <laughs> All right, uh, scales smiling through the sadness. 
Where's our first stop today? I think I've had enough breakfast. Scales puts down his whiskey, stands up to leave. I got a lead on this case. I've been working on it for a couple months now. You know the laundromat on 38th and School Street? The laundromat? It's got the big freaking cat statue out front. Yeah, of course. Everyone knows the place. I wash my bowler hat there every day. Someone has been using it as a dead drop for drugs and cash, and the owner is tired of it. But they got him under their protection. He wouldn't name names, but give us this info, so I think it's time for an old-fashioned stakeout. Time to put crime in a spin cycle. Scales whips around his trench coat, fluttering behind him, and walks out of the cafe, and that's in quotes, leaving Clark behind. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Exterior, the laundromat, dusk. The duo sits in their squad car across the street from the laundromat, sharing a fast food meal. Scales has what seems to be six different bags of various fast food offerings on his lap and tosses a full order of hash brown bites into his mouth, swallowing them whole. So just like no chewing or what? I don't really have the ability or the time to chew, I guess. <laughs> so everything just kind of gets swallowed. Scales swallows another burger. It just seems like you choke, you know? What do you <laughs> want me to say? At least it's efficient. Look how much I've eaten. You barely eaten one burger. It's not that it's about enjoying the food. I taste my food savor. Food even. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I don't think that that wasn't a messy sentence, was it? No, it, I think it's. It could have used a comma or something. It's the it's the breakfast whiskey. I don't whiskey. want comments, Matt. Can you? I I I can't do this. Sorry, I'm guys, guys. The art. Can we quiet on set, please? Uh. We were told not to comment on any of the syntax or grammar. <laughs> so if we could just adhere to that policy, that'd be great. Thank okay, you. scales. It's Cosmics, Clark. I It's a spinoff of McDonald's. Not exactly a five-star establishment. Clark takes another bite of his creamy avocado tomatillo sandwich. We're this a little bit off the rails here, by the way, Pat. Like, <laughs> what did I, tell, what what I, I clarified before this started <laughs> that I, I, had, I may have gotten pulled in a couple directions and I really wanted to talk about the spin-off restaurant, Cosmics, which is a spin-off <laughs> restaurant of McDonald's. I wanted I to talk really about hungry no, no, during no. this part. Did they Not sponsor McDonald's, this? McDonald's. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm opening the door just in case like, we have to fill the advertising slots. The episode's only 20 minutes long, you right. know? So if Cosmics want to throw a lad in there, I'll let him. Okay. The All budget right. on this show is going to be huge. We need to bring in yeah. somehow. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to have a CGI alligator in like 80% of the scenes. It's so fucking expensive. I'll probably I do a suit. it was going to be a trained alligator. Say, is this not a real alligator? Oh, boy. Okay. Clark? If this isn't five stars, I don't know what is. Across the street, the open sign on the laundromat flips on and off three times. That's a signal. Both men, well, man and gator, throw their food to the side and exit the car and start to cross the street. I'm going in. You hang out at the door and cover me. Scales nods and takes a spot, holding up the wall to the side of the doorway while Clark enters and locks eyes with the owner who gestures at a man emptying what seems to be tied up socks out a washing machine in the back corner of the shop with another large man standing over him. Clark walks over to them, grabbing a laundry basket on the way over. 
<laughs> no, Matt, I can just more real quick. It does seem to be going out of your way to make sure that you are reading it in with my typos. Just, artist's, just to be clear. Artist's intent, no? <laughs> Clark, very uh, friendly. Excuse me, fellas. Wouldn't happen to have any extra detergent, would you? I seem to have forgotten mine at home, and I'm all out of quarters. <laughs> Can't help you, buddy. Ah, uh, shucks. Well, in that case, do you mind if I use that machine when you're all done? All the others seem to be taken. Listen, guy, why don't why don't you get the foo? <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on, actually. We we gotta time we gotta time this up correctly because he gets interrupted. Read the next line. Matt. All that right, was thug, supposed to be your cue. Thug one, if you want to take that again. Take that again from the top. Thank you. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to get interrupted. Yeah. Okay. Interrupted. Listen, guy. Why don't you get the... F Clark strikes thug one on the side of the head with his pistol, knocking him to the floor, and jumps on him and starts to cuff him. You have the fucking right to remain knocked out, you big fuck. <laughs> oh, what the hell, man? Thug 2 drops the laundry basket and runs off towards the door where he's calmly intercepted by Scales. Chill, man. We just want to ask some questions. Let's do this the easy way. Yeah, right, man. Your, your partner just killed a guy. Clark walks up behind him and throws a pair of cuffs on him and walks out the door into the back of the cruiser while Scales grabs the larger of the two thugs and does the same. They return to the washing machine and open up the tied-up socks. Hachi machi, Clark. This is a huge bust. There's got to be at least one, two, 40 pounds here and over one, two, three, a hundred sacks. Clark, smiling, takes a bag of white powder out of the sock and turns to scales. Grade A free range nose clam scale. Let's get this shit called in. <laughs> I love calling him scale singular. That's kind of a <laughs> cool, cute name. <laughs> Clark and Scales share a powerful mid-five, and what's a mid-five? Oh, you hit it like... Okay, and radio back to HQ for backup. Soon the laundromat is filled with officers unloading the contents of the washing machine as Clark and Scales bring the two thugs they arrested back to the station for questioning. Interior police station. Clark and Scales are sitting at their desk in the bullpen sharing a celebratory drink after busting their first perp together as Madeline enters holding a one-foot-tall stack of paper. Fellas, great to see you're still here. Congratulations on the on the collar today. Cat needs this paperwork. Done by tomorrow on the two jokers you brought in today. Oh, come on, Mads. We're trying to celebrate here. Isn't that your whole thing? You love paperwork, and I'm so bad at it. Actually, my job is to try to keep you two and the rest of the clowns in this precinct from becoming a disordered, dysfunctional mess. Your job... Madeline slams down the pile of paperwork in front of Scales. ...is to not get your ass chewed out by Cap for not getting this done. And don't fucking call me Mads. Madeline, do you know if the boys were able to actually get any information from either guy we brought in today? I had to guess the guy with the head injury might be slow to respond to any questions. Clark puts up a fist, expecting a bump from Scales, which he reluctantly gets. Unfortunately, they've been a little tight-lipped so far. Madeline starts to make her way out of the bullpen, but turns back and says, If you two are good, uh, I'll let you ask some questions after your paperwork is done. 
I guess we should get rolling on this paperwork, Clark. You're right, rookie. You get started and take first shift. I'll relieve you in a bit. The way you said that, it makes me think you're actually not going to help me with this. What? No, Scales. Come on. We're in this together. It's just that most of the time, rookies start the paperwork and then I'll sort of oversee the process and check in to make sure you know how to do it. Clark lays down on a bench on the other side of the room, flipping his sunglasses down. <laughs> so you definitely want me to wake you up and finish his paperwork then. Well, the other thing is I have this carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> oh, and Nate, Nate, I'm actually gonna need you to take that again. That 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 one is on purpose. Carpal tunneling syndrome? Yeah. Sorry, just take that take that line from the top. Well, the other thing is I have this carpal tunneling syndrome that I'm fighting through right now, and I'm not sure how long I could even write or type for. So when you have a question, let me know, and I'll answer it for you. So I'll just sort of do it then. Weird. This is the first I've heard of your condition. Yeah, it just sort of flares up, you know? Mm. Great scene. Scales <laughs> works on the paperwork as Clark catches up on some lost sleep. They head home early the next morning. Inter exterior police station <clears throat> morning. Clark and Scales arrive at the station. <laughs> okay, they're back already. Um, <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to talk about their fucking sleep routine? Well, you want, you want to they... know what? You want to know Clark's skincare routine before bed, Matt? They head home early the next morning. Exterior police station morning. They arrive at the station and are walking up the stairs as Todd and Corey are walking out. Hang on, hang on. Hey, like man, just so you know, crime doesn't sleep. Like, just like a, a very quick edit from like them walking off screen, leaving, and then right back yeah. in the other side, coming back to work the next day. It could be done very well. Pretty yeah, good. see, that's, that's the sort of like, you know... The, the feedback that I'm looking for, Matt. Not not like, yeah. you know, your condescending stuff, but... Right. If okay. I'm being honest, I want to know if Todd shits on a... I mean, if uh, Scale shits on a toilet. Mm. <laughs> that's, I mean, that sounds it's like season wherever you want. three. Yeah, that's season two, at least. Yeah. All right, Todd? What's Scale's REM cycle like? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it is an Ace Ventura and his pet detective... <laughs> Hey, which one of you, Turner, and which one of you is Hooch? What does that even mean, Corey? Turner and Hooch was a movie about a police officer and his dog. Not what I meant, Scales. Todd, don't you have some parking tickets to follow up on? I saw a jaywalker earlier. If you want, I can get the police sketch done for you. Whoa, look who found their balls after finding a couple ounces of street snow on a lucky hunch. Actually, it was the biggest bus this station's had in four months. Was I talking to you, Rango? <laughs> it's a shame you guys won't get to see that case through to the end. What does that mean? <laughs> you should probably talk to Cap. I'm sure he has his reasons to put a real cop on this case. <laughs> Smell your later, crocodile. <laughs> Todd and Corey drive off, leaving Clark and Scales on the front steps of the precinct with their collective dicks in their metaphorical hands <laughs> as they enter into the station to have a conversation with Captain Franco Tannenbaum. 
As Clark and Scales enter into the bullpen, Madeline is the first to intercept them. Clark is a full 10 paces ahead of Scales, stopping in the direction of Cap's office. Clark, hey. She gets in between Clark and Cap's office. Clark stops and huffs. Listen, I know you're hot from Cap giving away your case, but you need to understand it's just business. He's trying to be fair, and this is the first case. I could not give less of a shit about it being business or not. That's my case. Our case. <laughs> and I'm definitely not going to let fucking Todd just be handed all of my work. Our. I know it's our case. Clark continues past Madeline to march towards towards Cap's office when a scaly claw rests on his shoulders. You're not going to stop me from going in there. Good. I wouldn't try. But I'm not going to let you go in there alone. Clark wow. turns to smile. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Clark turns to <laughs> smile as his partner as they walk into Cap's office together as a team. Wow. Talk about it. Wow. Cap sits at his desk, flipping through the paperwork <laughs> Scales completed last night and looks up at Clark and Scales. Frank sighing. Hmm. I'm guessing Todd broke the news to you guys before I had a chance to talk to you. You should have told us first, Cap. Clark and I do all the work. And you just pass the rest of the investigation to them. It's bustling, Cap! Listen, fellas, can I take you a step back and look at it from my angle? You two started working together two days ago. Clock, this is the first time you've done anything other than eat donuts for the last half year. And you were clearly scratching the top of the iceberg on this. Not to mention, Clock, you were a little heavy-handed with these guys. You're lucky there's no further investigation on this from upstate. So what was I supposed to do? Not my goddamn problem. Solve a case, go work out, do a puzzle. Jesus, what are you, my kids on a rainy day? Fuck, sorry, I'm not going to let you rest on this case for the whole of your life. If you want bigger cases and you want me to trust you with high-profile investigations, nice job with the bus, but give me a break. The poor me routine. Captain. You have to understand, we would not have even made the bust if not for Clark's sources. Guys, the choice is made. Stay away from the case. Find a car to chase. End of story. Sorry. Maybe things will be different next time, but as of right now, it's Todd and Corey's case. Stay away. Clark turns to walk out of the room and tap Scales on the shoulder to follow him. You're going to regret this when they fuck up that case, Cap. Ooh. Mm. Good. Maybe they will fire me if they fuck it up bad enough. Back at Scales and Clark's desk. You know he's right, don't you? Of course I do. It's the worst fucking part. You think I want to be the laughingstock? Come on, man. You're a damn good detective. And honestly... There's only one thing we can do from here on out. Give up? No, asshole. Be the best darn detectives this force has ever seen. 
Come on, think about it. How mad Todd will be when we start to really hit our stride. You're corny, Scales, but I like you. Maybe I won't go through with the transfer I asked Mads about. That's like a great right, cut. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the choice that Scales doesn't swear. That's <laughs> that I, I because he because he's a fucking nerd. I love yeah. that. He's a good Southern he did boy. tear that one person up with his teeth. Well, you know, you sort of get angry and swear though. Sometimes yeah. you tear people up. Sometimes you choke people over a lunch table. I don't know. Right. Those things okay. happen sometimes. Exterior Angles Cafe. Blustery night light rain falling. Clark and Scales decide to grab a drink before they head home outside the bar. Clark lights a cigarette and offers one to Scales. He politely declines. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to grab us a spot at the bar. First round's on me. Clark enjoys his cigarette, not trying to hide from the rain, his mind still lingering on the case Cap took from him earlier. Hey, laundry boy! Clark feels a thud on the back of his head and is instantly dropped to the ground, dazed. What the fuck? You think you can fuck with our operations, Clark? Another thud to Clark's midsection takes the wind out of his lungs. With no consequences? Another thud to Clark's midsection. You would think you'd know firsthand not to fuck with Enzo Adomas, but I guess you need a reminder. Get him up. Clark feels two hands grab him from under his arms and prop him up through the blood and rain. He can see a man in a brown suit holding a baseball bat, which he takes and props under his chin. Here's what you're going to do to make this right. You're going to fuck up this investigation, or I'm going to turn you and that dinosaur you call a partner fucking dead. Maybe just tell him it was the shop owner's drugs all along, and the two guys you arrested were just hard, honest, working laundry doers or whatever i don't really give a shit just get it done or we will be back got it <laughs> you must be a mets fan with the way you swing that bat <laughs> oh we got a funny guy here i guess you're gonna need a little more convincing as he winds the bat back the door for the cafe swings open and out walks scales holding two huge margaritas hey clark there are no spots at the bar and when I was ordering the drink, I panicked and I was so bendy. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, Scales looks up <laughs> to see his partner being held at bat point. Looks at Clark. Friends of yours? Not exactly. Scales throws his novelty drinks at the man with the bat, hitting him in the face, and lunges at one of the men holding Clark's arms. Takes him to the ground, sinking his teeth into his shoulder and throwing him ten feet across the sidewalk as Jump. Clark quickly turns the tables on the other man holding him and flips him to the ground and bends his elbow back until he hears a loud snap as the man screams. <laughs> Scale spits out bloods as he spits up and leans against the cafe. Was this one of the times I should have asked if you needed backup? I had that under control. Clark stands up. Thank you. They look around Oof. to see all three of the men that were attacking Clark fleeing in separate directions. Should we go after them? I think we made ourselves pretty clear. We won't be intimidated. And we have some margaritas to drink, partner. Clark coughs up some blood. Uh, maybe we should go to the hospital first. Yeah, no medical, no need. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I need <laughs> medical attention. Scales helps Clark back to the cruiser where they make their way to the closest ER to get Clark patched up. Roll credits. Alternate All right. ending. Hang on. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, Surprise. Things got fucking crazy with this alternate ending. Okay. And I'm going to need everyone to strap in. It's fine. It's too late. Okay. We're already in it. We're in the this post credits. This is where they got crazy. 
Scales in the waiting room, but gets up to go outside to get some air. He's looking up at the full moon. He takes off his bowler and wipes his reptilian brow when he hears someone walking up behind him. Scales turns to see a tall, clean-cut man clad in a duster approaching him. Can I help you? No, but I think I can help you. Perfect. Amazing. Listen, I've had a long day. I don't know what you want, but I promise I'm not buying. Name's Nick Ferry, and I work for an organization that prides itself on the safety and well-being on this planet. And we deal with the threats that are a little more, how do I say, bigger than drug-filled socks. I'm sorry, are you from the FBI or something? How do you know about that? We've been watching you, Mr. Anderson. And we think you could be a perfect fit for a plan I've been trying to put into action for quite some time. Okay. We're still in the early stages, but all I need to know at this moment is if you're interested in working on a team with some unconventionally enhanced individuals, such as yourself, if your duty were to call. Depends on... Can you tell me who you work for? Here, I work for the good guys. I'll tell you that as a yes for now. If you want the answer to the rest of your questions, go to the address on that card tomorrow at noon. But for now, keep up the good work, Mr. Anderson. Nick Furry continues his path past scales, leaving the gator with more questions than he had before he stepped outside the hospital. What is happening? Oh, and A-Man? No. No, we do. <laughs> you know my real nickname? <laughs> oh, and Mr. Anderson? Yeah? Nick hits a button on a bracelet on his arm as a white doorway opens up out of nowhere in front of him. Mm, let's keep this conversation between me and you. He steps through the portal and it closes behind him. What was in that 10th margarita? And scene. Whoa. Okay. All right. Awesome job, everybody. Thoughts, comments, concerns? Uh, yeah, I'd like to speak openly, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah I'd love it. Yeah, uh, I feel like Corey's character, he really was just one-dimensional. I don't think we really got to understand who Corey was. Right. Um, and when <sighs> I took on this when I took on this opportunity, I thought I was going to be able to tell my story. So, Right. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I may, yep. I believe in, in most sitcoms, most oh, of this... Oh, is this a sitcom? Well, <laughs> we've decided that, have we? In most sitcoms or TV shows, there are some characters who sort of grow along with the show as the bandwidth of the show grows. So I think that that Todd and Corey are going to be following that sort of track. Hmm. I forgot. Is this show is this is this called uh, Scales of Justice or Corey of Justice? Mm. Great question, Nate. Great question. <laughs> or Scales of Corey, even. Yes. <laughs> the Corey Corey. <laughs> I just, you know, if I would be remiss if I didn't state my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Now, Todd, I noticed you were shaking your head. Do you disagree? Yeah, no, I like the characters. I think they were perfect, and they should never, <laughs> ever change. <laughs> no there needs to be no consistency living. in this show, 
That's fair. And they need to be it. Every yeah. show always has their characters develop. We could be, we could break the mold. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we could not develop at all. Yeah. <laughs> Stay the same. Well, uh, I think if an alligator could talk, it would sound like Zach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a good alligator. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I thought Frank I did a lot of research was, for this role. Frank Tannenbaum was pretty realistic, too. Kind of godfatherly. Yes. Yeah. yeah a little brand commander, huh? <laughs> Just stole the stole the scene every single time there, Frank. Okay. I was um, going against him every single time. Mm-hmm. So I I guess we'll we'll give Flippo first refusal. Matt, right. what do you think about that? You yeah, think that's yeah. responsible? Yeah. Okay. So flip maybe maybe pitch like should you be the director? Um, I mean this feels like a writer director, um, mm. project. This feels very personal to Pat. This feels right. Like a story he was born to tell. So mm-hmm. respectfully, I would decline because mm-hmm. Patty's direct. Can't do it right. justice. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do I couldn't do it. The scale is justice. Right. Yeah, right. no, I, I, I do get it. Uh Flippo, if I if I see you coming out with a short film about an alligator sort of detective or a crime mm-hmm. solver, I will you will hear from my lawyers. I will do a crocodile yeah. like legally <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> just just enough yeah i think their noses are different shapes so it's basically right yeah right. one just has an australian accent so if you thought my voice was good for this character just wait you'll hear my voice for that one yeah so can i we was ex- so close to doing an australian accent for basically all of my characters <laughs> yeah we just want to devolve into borat at some point right it just gets the borat <laughs> i'm surprised it didn't time. get there well can we uh can we count everyone in for episode two is there an episode two? Do we have twenty one more days to write another one? Oh, we're working on it. Working on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know we can count on the viewers to be there because I heard this was breaking records for a pilot. Yeah, I heard. I heard somewhere around a million. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's that much, is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> okay. Well, shoot. <laughs> Damn it. Shoot. Numbers are big. Yeah, oh, are you from the south? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, thanks everybody for joining the show. Thanks so much. Um, and uh, and does anyone have any last comments before we sign off? Pat, I'm proud of you, buddy. Proud of you, yeah. Pat. Good are job. We, are we getting a, a Matt screenplay? Is that what's the? Ooh. I'm sure that great the audience will want to hear it. Great question. That. Great yeah. question, Nate. This was inspiring. This was inspiring. Um. But the thing is, like, should I write episode two? Oh, fuck, that would be funny. <laughs> maybe we'll, what maybe a, what write... a difference, huh? Yeah. Maybe you guys should all take turns writing an, uh, an episode. Ooh, I love this idea. Uh, I don't know about that. I didn't even get the Flip, book. Flips in. Who Flip else is... If Matt writes two, I'll write three. All right. Okay. Shit. Cool. Okay, it's on. See everybody Great. for episode two. 21 days. <laughs> well, let's not say 21 days. <laughs> Uh, Nate, you want to hit us with the socials? Yeah, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, you can catch us at Bungalow Live Pod, Instagram Live from the Beach Bungalow, Facebook Live from the Beach Bungalow. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, and until next time, folks, bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. Oh, sorry guys, I got a call. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, he wants he wants to add this onto the Tonight Show. Oh, whoa, Flippo, you better buy this from us really quick. <laughs> oh man, how much do I have in my wallet? <laughs> It's enough!